inspiring stories, important topics. Welcome to Passion in Action from Vitas Healthcare. Hi, I'm Diane Maceres, and this is Passion in Action. When caring for a patient in hospice, a strong bond is formed between those who receive care and those who give it. The connections our nurses form with patients and their families are like no other. On today's episode, I'll be joined by two VTOS employees who will tell us about these incredible, compassionate, and unique relationships. RNs Michelle Miner and Ellie Shapey will be joining us. Together, we'll discuss how important these connections are, how VTOS supports nurses in having strong relationships with patients and families, and much more. Welcome, Michelle and Ellie. I hope you're doing great today. I'm delighted to have this opportunity to speak with you and have you join me on this podcast to share more about your experiences at VTOS. As always, what we do is we like to start with what inspired each of you to join VTOS? What inspired me to join VTOS was uh, through another company that I was working as a case manager. I had initial first impression from VTOS that all the discipline staff members that I interacted with were very professional, very efficient, knowledgeable, strong backgrounds, and made me feel that I want to be part of that team. So having had that background similar improved my chances. And I came in for an interview and it went really well from there on. How about you, Michelle? What inspired you to join VTAS? I was working in the ICU and I experienced patients who were coming in end of life who were having everything done, aggressive treatment. And I thought there has to be something better, something more comfortable, something even better for the family so they don't have to go through this. I started hearing about these referrals to VTOS. I was in Florida at the time, very large program in Florida, and I wanted to know more about VTOS. I looked into it. I applied for VTOS. I liked what it was all about and started working there in the pool. And that was back in 1999. <laughs> That's terrific. So Michelle, can you elaborate a little bit more on your career with VTOS since then? Sure. Yeah, I started in 1999 in the pool. I just wanted to see what it was all about, fell in love with hospice and VTOS for sure. Moved into working on the weekends, on call, and then went into management. I stayed there in Florida, the Broward program, for about a little over 20 years. And then I transferred to the program in Atlanta as a manager. And then during the pandemic, just to help out with staffing, I went back into the field. And I loved doing that again, connecting with my patients and families. What a great journey. Ellie, how about yourself? Can you tell us about your journey? Starting at VTOS has been an amazing experience so far. I work with a fabulous supportive team. Everybody has expertise in their own field and support each other every single day. We do thrive to provide the best quality care for our patients. It's a very emotional phase of life. These families, we want to make sure they don't feel alone, that we're here for them. We support them by showing 
listening, showing emotions, holding hands, TLC, presence, timely response, and gaining thrust from very beginning. I always dedicate time to listen, present myself to where they see that all the care and love comes from within. It's very sincere from the heart. And through guidance, through collaboration with our physicians, fabulous team members, we work together to ensure that they receive the best care for their well-being. So this episode is all about the extraordinary relationships that nurses have the opportunity to build and form with their patients and their family members. Could you both give us your description of what those relationships are like and the impact that those relationships have on you? Michelle, why don't we start with you? In the beginning, when I meet my patients and families, I like to get to know who they are and what their main concerns are. I like to have that human connection where they know that I'm interested in them as a person and getting to know what's important to them and also them trusting in my expertise and my guidance building that relationship. And in the long run, that is rewarding to me to see that I am making a difference in their lives, whether it's controlling a physical symptom or helping them emotionally, mentally get through. It impacts my life very much. Ellie, how about yourself? Every situation we walk into is different. Evaluating first impression again, first interaction, involving the entire family, getting patients' wishes, making sure we address initial concerns, acknowledging frustrations, fears, emotions through collaboration, through our experiences, guide them through and make sure they feel that they're not alone and support that with taking action not just by words. And that usually works really well in my experience when family members don't just hear nice words, they see it in action and they see it through our emotions. They feel that connection, sometimes just a deep look in the eyes. That usually happens a little bit later on, not the first day, (laughs) but I've had those moments when that bond gets stronger and sometimes you don't have to say much They just trust you. Yeah, that's terrific. When a nurse forms a strong bond with a patient and their caregiver, how does that impact the ability for you all to provide great care? Ellie? It's much easier if a patient and families trust you. They take your word serious and makes the caregiving, the plan of care, much easier to carry. Initially, there are myths for some families. There are fears that these medications are being pushed on these treatments that we don't agree on. Cultural diversity plays a role. We, especially in Northern Virginia, we deal with a lot of multicultural families. They all have their own beliefs, their own ways. So uh, respecting them, listening to them, guiding their plan towards how it matches their wishes along with our physicians and our team's recommendations are. Through that, patients and families slowly loosen up. 
and allow us to help them. And they see the positive outcomes, the benefits they gain, the peace emotionally and physically that comes through. Michelle, what about you? When you have that strong bond with patients and families, you do not want to let them down. And that motivates you to do all that you can to make sure that you're supporting them. How does that relationship enable you to really care for them with excellence? It's a two-way street. It allows me in and I embrace them, all their needs. It's definitely a good relationship. Very nice. So I'd love to hear a couple of examples from each of you with respect to an extraordinary relationship that you had built with a particular patient and or caregiver and how that made you feel. Michelle, can we start with you? I have so many experiences. One of my younger patients who I admired so much, she had so much strength. She had been fighting cancer since the age of 17. She was 24 years old when we lost her. But she gave me words of advice for life, for living. Don't take time for granted. Live your life. Do the things that I was not able to do. And getting her family prepared, her parents, they had the dynamic where dad was angry because he was not able to do for his daughter. He was the protector and and could not protect her. And mom was just trying to be there and, and, and give her everything she needed. There was an element of denial for all three of them. So working with them to let them know what to expect and also letting them know that I cared Uh, listening to their concerns, their fears, that allowed us to build a relationship. And one of the things that stands out to me the most in that case is the last day that I saw my patient. And she was a quadriplegic, meaning she could not move from her head down and she could not feel. And she said to me, Michelle, could you hold my hand? I won't be able to feel it, but I'll be able to see it. And I sat there at her bedside, holding her hand as she talked to me, telling me this is goodbye, essentially. She did not have any symptoms that death was imminent, but she knew. And we said goodbye. And she passed two days later. That was so meaningful to me. And I was so glad that I had the opportunity to be there for her and for her family. My goodness, Michelle, that's so remarkably touching. Thank you so much for sharing that. Ellie, how about yourself? Can you give an example of an extraordinary emotional connection you had with the patient and or caregiver and how that transpired? Yes, there are as many stories to share, but one recent one that I can share with you. There were a couple, a lady and her husband, lady diagnosed with esophageal cancer, joined our services, and she was pretty stable for a good few months, receiving routine visits from us, assuring that she's comfortable and that symptoms are well managed towards her As her illness advanced and progressing to an end of life, her husband 
started having health issues with back and forth hospitalizations. So very overwhelming for them to manage her care, both elderly, although they had resources and were having help at home, still receiving support from us routinely, especially towards the end for our lady patient. Both of them became our patients at some point, but lady passed away very peaceful. Towards the end, she held my hand and confided in me. She expressed her fears. She said that I am afraid that I will pass away before my husband or that he will pass before me. And we're not sure who's going to take care of who. So I acknowledged her fears, her concerns, sat with her, dedicated my time and provided active listening, love, hand-holding, and comforted her. And before I left her room, she said, I love you. And it came from the bottom of her heart. I felt that love uh, with the look on her face. She passed away two days later. Soon after, her husband got admitted to our services with lung cancer. He was holding off. He was really trying to stay strong for his wife. And his symptoms started um, progressing very rapidly because now he was comforted by the fact that he doesn't have the responsibilities for his wife and he's, he could focus finally on his own health and his own decline. And he allowed us to be there for him. And I remember the touching moment he held my hand and said, I wish you were our daughter. And that was one of the most magical moments in my entire career. Thank you for sharing that, Ellie. And both of your examples really speak to the above and beyond work that the two of you do. And it's not work, is it? it it's really about building emotional connections and really being there for your patients. Uh, and so I thank you both for sharing those uh, stories because it's truly all about you. Now, I'm sure there's a time where the relationship may not start out that way with a patient or a caregiver, and there's not necessarily that emotional connection, and perhaps it's a bit more challenging. Would you be able to provide an example of where maybe you didn't start out with a great relationship, but you did some things to change that? And... Tell us what you did as well as how you felt and how rewarding it was to turn that relationship into something more. So Ellie, I'm going to start with you. Yes, I've had some more challenging families, family members that I've had to manage. This is also a recent example. This lady had her mother admitted to VITAS and was extremely overwhelmed with caregiving for her mother and had brought her mother from another state to her home and did not realize how intense, how much work that she has to put into caregiving for somebody 24-7. So she had very high expectations from Vitas team and was extremely frustrated. She was ready to complain about every aspect of care, regardless of who it was and what time and how it went. So I had to take her concerns very serious 
acknowledged them and got her to agree to give us a chance to show her how we can support her. I collaborated with our team, created a multidisciplinary care plan involving social worker, our chaplain, our nurse aide, physicians with um, volunteer support and designated days of the week to be present, evaluate the situation and coordinate tasks, delegate duties and show that we can be productive, show that we can be support to her, show that there's a difference we're making. And through those, she found a structure, a plan for her mother and saw how her mother's quality of life improved in such a short time. And I had reassured her initially that things will fall in place, allow us that time, give us the chance to show you. And she came to me and said, Ellie, I'm impressed with your work. You did it. And all thanks to you, my mother is smiling again. She has goals. She has, she's looking to live again. Wow. That was heartwarming. Absolutely. And what a great example of how you were able to adapt to the situation and customize the support offered to that patient. So great example. Michelle, how about yourself? What was that one challenging situation that you were able to turn around and what did you do and how did you do it? I had a patient whose primary caregiver was her daughter who happened to be a physician and she had several siblings, but they all looked to her for the answers. And so her response to me coming in was giving me orders as a nurse, which did not align with the hospice way, the palliative way. And I pulled her aside, had a heart to heart, acknowledged her profession as a physician, but also reminded her that she was also a daughter and a caregiver and found a way for her to trust in my abilities, my expertise in symptom management and she finally gave in and it was actually a relief to her to not have to have all the answers to give to her family and to allow me to, to, to guide her. And it turned out to be a situation where things ran very smoothly once we established that relationship. And um, she later gave me such a big recommendation uh, and praise for being that person who could, I should say, stand up to her as a physician, but it really wasn't standing up. It was just educating and listening to where she was coming from. I acted from my heart. What another great example, and it really shines a bright light on the fact that in your roles, you also are leaders, right? You have to take control, for lack of a better word, of the situation, adapt as you did, Ellie, to you know the care plan and to the needs of that caregiver and patient. And Michelle, in your case, really be able to f- provide sage guidance and counsel to that caregiver so that you can turn the tables and be able to be enabled to provide the best possible care. When you think about your roles, what's something that people may not know? 
about the relationships that you build with your patients and their caregivers? What comes to mind for me is people don't know that there's actually a a relationship. There's actually love there between a nurse and her patients and families. That does exist. It's not about, it's not all about work. Of course, that has to be done. We have to get the job done and take care of our patients, but we genuinely care. There's no doubt in my mind about that, just in the wonderful examples you've shared. Ellie, how about yourself? What's something that people may not know that you'd want to share? I completely agree with Michelle. I always wonder if people know how much we truly love and care. There are moments that we have our private time and I have tears, feel sad, feel connected, feel their pain and cry at my own time. And even my family doesn't know. We do truly care. Those, sometimes those disturbing moments stay with us. I spend some weekends reviewing some of the, more of the symptomatic deaths that we witness, some of the sad family moments that come to mind and bring tears to my eyes. But yes, we do truly love and care. Now, you both have given some wonderful examples, uh, particularly when your patients were saying their goodbyes to you. And you just, Ellie, brought forward the mention of heartwarming moments. I'm hoping you can provide some additional heartwarming moments that, in fact, in some more specificity, of the things that you get to witness, the things that you get to experience by being a hospice nurse at bedside. And uh, maybe you'd be willing to share another example or two. I had a patient that was declining. We already had built a very strong bond. And towards the final days, we tend to increase our visits to make sure our patient is comfortable and that everything is available and caregivers are well-planned and prepared. Unfortunately, that time frame, I had several patients declining all at the same time, increasing my daily visits. Another nurse was helping me out and visited this gentleman. And the next day that I went back myself, he said, oh, there you are. And he held my hand and he took his last breath. So that was very touching. It was very much like movies. I could not believe it. It almost felt like he waited for me. I felt very special very honored and privileged to be able to be there for him for his final hours. Michelle? I have so many stories. One patient in her 80s that lived alone, her daughter had just moved out of the country, so she really had no one here, and she started to lose her independence. And she was aware of it and had some depression that came with that. And she was losing her ability Um, her functional ability too. So she needed help just with everyday things. And it wasn't a situation, a financial situation where she could hire someone. So it was really facility placement. She went through a hard time with the thought of giving up her independence. So I helped her through that along with our social worker, just dealing with those feelings of losing that control. She was also lonely. And so we provided frequent visits. We had music therapy, social worker visits. I increased my frequency also. And we had the home health aide that would also go in to see her more often. 
helping as much as we could with that socialization. We ended up being able to place her somewhere. She didn't want to go, but she knew that was the choice for her. Still to this day, I will still reach out and she will still reach out to me just to say hello and and thank you so much for being a part of my life. I know you all can speak to the VITAS difference and how we talk about the can-do attitude that our nurses and all employees demonstrate on the job. And that positivity absolutely has to have an impact on a patient. And so I'm wondering if you can give some examples of how you've been able to bring positivity to life in the eyes of a patient. I have one example. I had a lady patient admitted to us years ago that apparently passed away years ago. I happened to be in one of the assisted living communities uh, a few months ago and uh, was about to exit the building when a group of family members were walking in. And as soon as they walked in, in a large group of maybe six or seven of them, said, oh, there's Ellie. So I looked, they all came towards me with a big smile, arms open, hugging me. The nursing director of that community was there, said, yes, Ellie, this is Mr., for example, Mr. Smith's family or Mrs. Smith's family. And they said, yes, you took care of my mother years ago. You were so fabulous. And we heard your name that you come here to this facility so we brought our father-in-law here. He's a resident and soon to be admitted to VITAS. So that made me feel very proud, proud of us, proud of myself, proud of the facility for loving us. So this was an example of us showing that attitude, making sure the word gets out there, not just through the community, through our patients' families, and um, allow them to trust, take that trust in us to allow us to care for another loved one. What a privilege. There's one of you and many family members that you come across on a given day, week, month, year. So I could appreciate that. But how wonderful that they knew who you were. Michelle, how about yourself? How has your positivity impacted a patient? I know they're very grateful when I come in with a positive attitude. More recently, I remember going to see a patient for the first time. She had three small dogs in the home. I had to let myself into the garage. She had difficulty getting around due to her shortness of breath. Mm. And because of that, she would not get up to fix herself something to eat because it, it just made her so tired. So upon my first visit, I made sure that I got her something to eat and also made sure that the dogs went out to, to use the bathroom And she told me just how grateful she was. And she told me I was hired. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) You were hired. Very nice. Yeah, I was hired. I felt very proud, though. (laughs) Have you ever had a patient and or their family surprise you? And more importantly, the relationship that you had with them really surprised you? You didn't anticipate it or it was way beyond what your expectations were? Can you give an example of that situation? I know you both have seen it all, right? 
Yes, I actually had a an Indian family of physicians highly involved in patients' care and very opposed to use of controlled medicines, even at end of life. And this gentleman was towards his final days, actively passing, as a matter of fact, and he had some slight distress, respiratory distress, would have benefited from some opioids and other treatments that was recommended. Again, a family with a cultural diversity and physician background and knowledge, they were opposed to our care plan. But through one of my visits, I told them, let's get this one dose a try and I'll stay here for the entire length of this medicine taking action and taking effect. And if you don't agree with it, we will not use it anymore if you're not satisfied with the results. So we gave a small dose of that and patient's symptoms subsided very quickly. He was so much more peaceful, more comfortable, and family all looked at each other. And the physician gave orders, said, we're going to do this every six hours around the clock. Guided the rest of family, surprised me, surprised everybody else. And patient passed away a day later in peace and dignity. Very nice. That was very surprising because we never thought that he would agree with those medications. Michelle, how about you? How have you been surprised by a strong relationship with a family member? I've had a father who was angry and didn't want to go with the plan of care, felt his mission was to protect his daughter. And I didn't have a lot of interaction. When I would come to the house, he would just be there for just a few minutes and tell me what was going to be done or what was not going to be done, and then he would leave. Towards the end, I was very surprised to know how much he respected the care that I gave. Even though he did not show it at the time, it did make a difference for him that I continued to show up, that I did not show anger, and I did not give up on trying to reach him. He noticed that. And he he did finally accept what I was there for. And he did share with me that he was, that he did appreciate me very much. How'd that make you feel? Proud. I love making a difference. That just, that warms my heart. That's what keeps me going every day to know that I can make a difference. Once again, I really appreciate that. It just, you both are putting such a wonderful spin, if you will, on what you do day in and day out. And as one of you said earlier, it's not just the work, Michelle, and it's really about you and how you're able to be there for folks and what that inspires in them by way of embracing your excellence in care and your support and comfort. Very heartwarming discussion. And how in your day job, how does VTOS inspire, encourage, support you in really building those types of relationships? One of the biggest rewards or rewarding feelings that I get that I share with any new staff member to help them understand how our job is so special, this career, this field is different, is that as a Younger nurse, when I was working in a level one trauma center emergency department, we had, there was a team of medical missionaries. 
they came and were selecting staff members from each department to take with them to some unfortunate regions to serve. And I was a younger one (laughs) and not as experienced, and I was not selected. However, I that became such an inspiration for me to want to do something similar. When I joined VITAS, through being able to serve the community, I became, I decided to become patient's voice, advocate for families and patients, and give them that love outside of unstructured community in their home. Again, fight for them, be one of them, and go through this journey with them. It doesn't have to be in an unfortunate area. It could be within our own community and can make that difference here when I can. Through that, and seeing how I can make a difference within my limits, and that shows to families that they're not alone, they're supported. They do get a lot of relief and satisfaction from having that level of support. That is very heartwarming for me. It creates a bond that's beyond words, creates such a love beyond medicine. I'm very thankful and feel privileged to be a nurse. Thank you for that, Ellie. Michelle, how about you? What have you seen from VTOS to be able to support, inspire, encourage you to build strong relationships with your patients and their families? VTOS gives me the, the time and the autonomy to determine the frequency of my visits, allow me time to create these relationships with my patients and families. I, I think it's so important not to rush our visits to be able to understand what's going on in the home and allow patients and families to voice their concerns and their feelings. And VITAS really stands behind that in us giving our time to our patients and families. Uh, Patients and families come first. That's one of our VITAS values. And VITAS really stands behind that. Great to hear you say that. Before we wrap up, first of all, you both have been just absolutely amazing. But before we wrap up, we want to do a segment like this that really speaks to the special moments that you have had with a patient. And we're going to basically call that passion in action moments. And so I'm wondering if each of you can bring forward one last example. You've had so many thus far, but what's been the most inspiring, emotionally charging moment you've had in your role at VITAS? I'll go with Ellie first. There are many moments I can't tell you enough on uh, the level of support from our team members, from VTOS support in general, but allowing us to share our concerns, our requests, be an advocate for our patients and be their voice to VTOS and witness VTOS support us, get those benefits for these patients and make that difference for them. It's very heartwarming, but it does take a team with compassion, sincerity, and um, goals. They are achievable goals. And through teamwork, we make it happen. All thanks to VTOS making that possible. Thank you for your words. Michelle, 
How about you? I don't think I can come up with a specific example, but I can tell you the feeling that I have when I make a difference in a patient or family's lives or even my coworkers' lives. It is, it's inspiring. It's what makes me want to come to work the next day and do it again. What can I do better? I just really love making a difference. I, I can't say it enough. And that is why I went into nursing and why I also went into hospice, because it's a personal approach to caring. Unlike other areas, such as in the hospital, when sometimes you only have time to know patients by their diagnosis or or their room number. This is the human touch. And it shows. This has been extraordinary and really heartwarming. I'm sure our listeners will really be intrigued. So thank you once again for joining us today and for being a part of this. Thank you, Diane. Thank you so much, Diane, for your time. That's all for this episode of Passion in Action. I want to extend a huge thanks to Michelle and Ellie for joining us today to discuss the extraordinary relationships nurses form with patients and their families. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Passion in Action from Vitas Healthcare.